Welcome back to the Living Every Now podcast. My name is Will. My name is Jake. And today we're going to be talking about all of the goods and bads that come with uh, modern smartphones. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about the role they play in our lives positively and negatively and kind of break that down into social media specifically and consuming content and how that fits into all the other stuff we talk about normally, like trying to make the most out of your life. Sometimes cell phones can be really good for that. Sometimes not so good for it. Right. So what, what inspired you to bring this to the table? Well, I experiment a lot with my cell phone usage. So I have all these apps I download that will block certain stuff during certain times of the day to try and prevent me from going down distraction rabbit holes. Um, I've experimented with not sleeping with my phone in the room, sleeping with my phone in the room. Um, I don't have social media. So I, I've been thinking about the kind of negatives of smartphones for a while now. Right. And a lot of people look at me weird when I tell them I don't have social media. Um, to me, it seems pretty reasonable. I think it's very reasonable. Uh, yeah, so I, I just want to talk about why why I think maybe most people don't need to use the smartphone so much. Cool. I love that, first yeah. of all, because it encourages us to be more here and now. Yeah. More present. Or at least less on the phone. Yeah. I'm sure you can be present on the phone too, but I don't know. Instagram, I just feel like is sometimes a waste of time, or it was for me. Right. Like for a business and for someone who's trying to grow an audience, it's super, super valuable as a tool, especially if you're good at it. Right. Same with, with Twitter. People, you, you know, quit their job and become self-sufficient because they're basically good at using Twitter. They can cultivate an audience and it's a little mini form of, of fame, basically, that you can really easily monetize. Mm-hmm. Jack Butcher has gotten huge over the last year and a half, two years. Who's Jack Butcher? Exactly. Um, he's really just a... I don't even know, like internet head at this point, but he's been making really minimal visual systems for basically visualizing different success metrics or different sayings. Mostly it's mostly quotes, but he's made a visual out of it that makes it very practical. Like think about prioritizing short-term over long-term fulfillment. He's made a really minimal graphic that, executes that idea very well and hammers home the point of long-term versus short-term fulfillment that people were like, Oh, that's, I get it. You know, like if I keep working, I'll, I'll get this kind of results. Right. So Mm -hmm. he's, he's blown up just by being able to, um, cultivate an audience like you're saying and, and leverage it well and come out of nowhere basically as just a guy who makes graphics. And now he sells whole eBooks online for hundreds of dollars on his site. I saw and, and I know people are buying them. Damn. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Yeah, it's a it's a powerful tool. I'm not going to say anything bad about people who have Instagram. It just doesn't make sense for me because I'm not trying to build an audience. And I don't really care about what my middle school friends are up to. Right. So. And I think that's totally fair. And I think that, too, that this touches on a little bit of environment design, too. Mm-hmm. And a little bit, which we've talked about before, but just a little bit of um, digital environment design, especially when you talk about creating a space that doesn't entice you. 
right? Like yeah. putting friction in the way of mm-hmm. using these things and you have good reason to avoid using them, right? You have a X amount of value created in your life because you don't spend your time on this. I, yeah. remember, I remember back in the beginning of the year, we both did a pretty extensive uh, social media cleanse or you did a entirely media, right? Yeah. And mine was YouTube specific. And I can speak for myself just being much happier spending i didn't even realize how much time i wasted on youtube at the time yeah and it was like an hour and 15 minutes a day it's on, deceptive. That's every day yeah it's very deceptive it's crazy and it's so easy to justify it because we always have these little segments of downtime you, you know you're going to the bathroom or you're uh you have a few minutes before your next meeting or something and it's so easy to just pull it up and just waste two minutes right um and sometimes that's fine sometimes that's good mm-hmm but essentially, I think it's garbage in, garbage out. If you, yep. if you never have to like wrestle with an idea, or it's just easy, mindless content. Even though it might be enjoyable, it has to be balanced by other stuff in your life, which is hard to do because stuff on your phone very easily just kind of sucks away all your excess time. Mm-hmm. So unless you intentionally try to have time away from your phone which is hard to do because it's in your pocket all the time, I, I'm sure you're going to end up not having the the solitude that I think is healthy for most people. Right. I think if we bring this into a, com- a, or a conversation about creativity at all or productivity at all, it's very hard to be a creative if you're never bored. Mm-hmm. I think one of the like biggest superpowers you can give yourself as a creative is allowing yourself the space to be bored mm-hmm. because I think that's oftentimes when some of your best ideas will be in, in or conceived. Mm-hmm. Do you find that it's hard for you to manage distractions on your phone? I know you have like Instagram and Twitter and stuff mm-hmm. on your phone. Do you ever struggle with it or are you at a point where it's fine? So I'm at a point where it's manageable, but I definitely think I could use it less. So I try to, this is kind of gross, but I try to only use my social medias on the, uh, like bathroom pot on the toilet. Okay. <laughs> so if you've seen a tweet from me, I was defecating. Well, good to know for the most part. Now sometimes right. inspiration strikes and I got to capture. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Nobody, nobody's saying that for my Twitter <laughs> that inspiration strikes, but, but, um, yeah, I think, I think that there's, to answer your question seriously, um, like I literally try to only use it in the bathroom because that's like a quick time that I, you know, I can focus on probably my bodily processes a little bit better. But I think I got those on lock. It's been a minute. I've been doing those for a while. Um, cool. Notifications I have almost completely off. Um, at this point, it's manageable for me to get direct messages on apps. So I'll get direct messages from my messages, like text messages, um, my, in my Instagram, because I do the most amount of quote unquote business on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense to have my messages turned on for that. Now, Twitter, I have zero notifications on, um, like even dating apps, I don't have notifications on just so I don't. Just I don't want it to steal my time away because I feel like that's what messages do or notifications do. I feel like they jump into whatever I'm currently doing and say, look at me, look at me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't want to look at you. Yeah. 
and I'm excited about the new iOS updates because I think that they're basically nullifying that issue by allowing you to get all your notifications uh, up into like they'll catch notifications for a certain amount of time and like give it to you at a time that you want. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, huh. there, there's like a whole notifications menu. Wow, that they're including in the new iOS. It's really exciting. Yeah. I have my notifications down to a point where if I get a notification at all, it's it's like a happy little surprise. It's like oh, I got I got a text <laughs> I got a text message from someone. It's like getting something in the mail. It's always a little bit exciting. Right. Yeah. Which is nice. I think that's good. I think that's good. It feels good to you know, maybe be in a room or a party somewhere and not be the person on their phone. Yeah. Like you can look around and see people are on their phones. Uh, It's just, it's more fun. It's more fun to not be on your phone sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. There's a little bit of like just escapism that happens. I feel especially culturally and socially when you, you know, maybe you're at a party for the first time and you're meeting a bunch of people you know, 30 years ago, people didn't have a crutch when they were nervous to talk to other people. Mm-hmm. Now we have this crutch where we, if we're nervous or we don't want to talk to somebody, we can choose to be on our phones yeah. and kind of ignore the situation in front of us, uh-huh. which is it's really interesting. <laughs> Back in high school, I whenever I was like in an awkward situation like that, I still didn't have anyone texting me at the time. <laughs> But I would just go on my phone and just like scroll through. Like I wasn't even doing anything. Right. I was just holding my phone to not be awkward. I think we've all done that at a yeah. certain point. I I don't want you to feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was it was not it was not fun. But another huge thing I think with phones that I guess a lot of people do talk about it, but it's it's the blue light, uh, and especially at night, I think it can mess up your sleep or it can mess up your sleep. Yeah. Uh, so there's those glasses that look kind of silly, but are fun that people can wear. I, I honestly have never tried those out though. I you have I, some, I use them pretty regularly. Yeah. They, they work pretty well for me. Okay. But Do you have like a wind down routine at night with, with your phone involved. A hundred percent. I sleep with it out of the bedroom firstly, uh, because I don't want to be bothered by it. But, oh, that came with the advent of my Apple watch. Like the have the fact that I have an Apple watch means I can, leave my phone out of the bedroom and still wake up with my alarm on time. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want, you can easily just get an analog alarm clock for five bucks off Amazon or your local fucking grocery store. It's it's not that big of a lift, but getting your phone out of the bedroom greatly affects your ability to sleep, I mm-hmm. think. And so I do it an hour before. So 9, 9 p.m., I'll have my phone out of the bedroom and I put it in my bathroom. Okay. And that's why that charger's right there on the wall to like kind of leak into the bathroom. Um, and then honestly, I've been really bad about this lately. So I'm glad we're talking about this. I can be kind of help publicly accounted. I can be publicly held accountable, but I've been grabbing my phone first thing in the morning and then going to like sit on the toilet. And then I go through like all of my social media mm-hmm. and all of my notifications throughout the night that I missed. This is like five. Just, I'm not cool. <laughs> just, I'm just saying, like, it's an excuse for me to start grabbing my phone. And then sometimes I sit on the toilet for, like, 20 minutes. And I'm like, I just wasted 20 minutes. Damn. Yeah. I think it's a huge hack to not pick up your phone when you first wake up. Yeah, it is. And I've, I've literally experienced the benefit of that. I've literally preached those words mm-hmm. before. But sometimes we just fall into little, yeah. like, stupid ruts. I, I try to do my whole morning routine without my phone. So I, I bought a little analog timer. Nice. Uh, so I could, like not have to use my phone for a meditation timer or something. Uh, and I have a little 
uh, sunrise alarm clock set up in my room. Yeah. So that all my lights turn on automatically with my alarm clock, which is nice. Right. This one does that too. Yeah. I, I actually really like it. Yeah. It's it's nice to, you know, have your room be bright when you wake up. Especially in the winter. Yeah. Because the winter's so dark. In the summer, it's been so nice to wake up mm-hmm. and have the sun come through. But in the winter, it's dark and yeah. I need the light. Mm-hmm. Do you think you would ever get to a point with your social media where you could just have it on your computer and not your phone? Because I know a lot of people do that. Honestly, I mainly use my social media on my computer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, I don't use my phone for much. That's good. I kind of hate my phone. Why? It's just, the honestly, the uh, form factor. Hmm. It's just too small for my fingers to accessibly type Hmm. well. Yeah, I can type much quicker on my computer. So yeah. if if I've answered a text message from you, it's most likely on my computer. Weird. If I've answered an Instagram DM, it's most likely on my computer. And this is real gross, but I've even used Twitter or Tinder on my computer before. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's bad, man. If you, if you know the keyboard shortcuts for Tinder. Okay, I, don't, I don't know those, so that's good. But I have used it before. I've done it like once, yeah. I think. I hope it's once. Yeah, I mean, it happens. It happens. <laughs> huh. So I have these apps on my phone that will try to block stuff. On iPhone, it doesn't really work because iPhone has their operating system locked down and they don't let apps control other yeah, apps like yeah. that as well. Yeah. Um, but there's this app called Freedom, which is, I would recommend it to people to at least try out. But you can set certain times of the day where you want to be productive or whatever. And it will not let you access YouTube or whatever. So I mostly use it to block YouTube and Reddit because those are like my two big time sinks. Mm. Uh, and sometimes it doesn't work. And honestly, like I know the times of day when it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so like I'll get around it still somehow. Um, but on the laptop, it works pretty well because uh, it's just a browser extension. Mm-hmm. So I like it. Um, and I, I recommend people to try it. But. That's dope. That's I use something similar... It wasn't freedom, but it was some sort of site blocker for my YouTube month. Yeah. Like, it's embarrassing how bad my self-control is sometimes. It's like, I'll be like, oh, you know what? I'm just not going to watch YouTube. But then I have 45 minutes before I'm going to bed and I could read or I could watch YouTube. (laughs) And if I have the ability to do it, I will always pick like the bad option. It's kind of like having ice cream in the freezer. If you have ice cream in the freezer... It's hard to have the self-control to like not compulsively eat it in yeah. one day. Yeah. Whereas if you just don't buy it and it's not in the house, it's not an option. Yes. You don't have to make the decision. So I I feel you on that, but mm-hmm. I feel like a part of me wants to always push that button. And what I mean by that is I want to put the ice cream in the fridge or in the freezer. And see how long I last until I yeah. give in. You know, I want to. I want to strengthen that muscle because I feel like just not having it makes it so easy in a way. Like I don't even have to exercise self discipline. I just had to help myself in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas like if I buy it and put it in my freezer, I have to exercise the discipline way more. And so like yeah, I just think there's. I think that there's room to be explored there for me, for sure. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Because like I don't, I just don't want to be so weak that I have to make every decision preemptively. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know how they, you only have 
so much decision power in a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you tire yourself out making these small decisions, you're not going to have any willpower or discipline left. Yeah. For the other things in your life that you need discipline for is kind of my philosophy. So mm-hmm. I don't know. There's other things in my life that I think I would rather, you know, push my discipline on than, than ice cream. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. And also, I'm a weak-minded person, and if there's ice cream in the freezer, I <laughs> will eat it. It doesn't matter how much discipline I have or not. Discipline's overrated. If you have the choice to be disciplined or not be disciplined, choose the not-disciplined option. Totally. Just because it's easier. Well, so, that's my advice. I don't. Know. I don't know. do your own. I think. Thing, I think people. for. I think for the most part, you're true. I'm just. I'm just kind of acknowledging that there's mm-hmm. a weakness there when I. Like you're saying, like I, I, I compulsively do want to eat in the freezer if mm-hmm. it's there, but I don't want to. I don't mm-hmm. want to compulsively want to eat it, or at least I don't want to compulsively act on it. That's <laughs> okay to want to. I just yeah. don't want to actually do it. Um. So, what other ways are you? sort of nullifying your phone and your life, or I guess you kind of touched on it when we first got here, but nullifying the distractions and enhancing mm-hmm. the, the tool aspect of your phone, mm-hmm. how to use your phone as a tool. Well, obviously as a communication tool. Okay. Uh, I've thought about in the past getting one of those weird phones, like a light phone, a, a, yeah, light phone or just even a old style flip phone or something. Yeah, me too. Um, but I don't think I could ever do it cause you know, like if I need to get my bank information or something, I need right. to log into my bank and transfer some money or just getting an Uber or something. Yeah. Uh, renting one of those Lime scooters. It's so nice to, you know, be able to do that from your pocket. So it's a great tool, but it's almost too powerful sometimes. Yeah. And and that's because you can do anything on it. Uh, but back when I had an Android back in the good old days before I broke down and got an iPhone, um, there's this cool app called Termux, which is it's, it's, a, it's a terminal emulator on your phone. So you don't even need to have a laptop. You can just do all your coding from your phone with a Bluetooth uh, keyboard. So Hot. biggest phone hack there if you have an Android. Hot. Which is two of you people. <laughs> <laughs> all, um, you, all you modern iPhone boys. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I feel that because I've, I've wanted to take that route too before and that's immediately what I think like Google Maps being on my phone is so convenient. Mm-hmm. You know, being able to call an Uber in an emergency even. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I just, I think I think about these things because there's there's a certain level of functionality that is almost, it's almost expected of yeah. all of our people to be able to do these functions. I, I literally need it for work. Right. Like exactly. two factor authentication to get into my right. like laptop at work. Right. I need, exactly. I need a cell phone. Right. It's part of our culture at this point. So mm-hmm. we it's almost that we must learn how to use it as a tool more and, and mm-hmm. less of a distraction. Um I forgot what I was gonna say actually. I had a good point. No, I, I think that that is a a great point. Um that you can choose to just take away the option of a cell phone. Like the, a cell phone's a trade-off. It's an amazing tool, right? but it also might suck your productivity. Mm-hmm. And if that suck for you is net negative, then don't have a cell phone. But mm-hmm. I think you can easily train yourself to be able to use a phone in a healthy way where you can get all the benefits of having a cell phone without, you know being a child compulsively checking Instagram, right. which I was for a long time. Right. 
Right. I think that what's, well, the point I remembered, by the way, which was I, I use my phone the majority of the time actually to manage my personal finance. And I have it set up in a way where I have an entire page dedicated on my home screen, dedicated to personal finance. And that way it's, it's very uh, digital environment design-esque of me to completely gear this framework towards fixing my finance or improving my finance, right? Mm-hmm. So whether it's balancing my, you need a budget or checking my credit score on my, or my credit karma to see how I can boost my credit score and work towards that, so like a goal of mine. Mm-hmm. It's all there and the environment set up for me to do that successfully on my phone. And I was just going to say that on top of that point that home screen management and sort of home screen design and the ability to create folders and all these different UI things that Apple's included over the years or phone makers have included over the years, taking certain things off the home screens, putting certain things on, you know, Instagram burying that in file folders, uh, deep in, or in certain places or putting all the apps that you don't want to use in a certain place so that you're mentally have to acknowledge that you're going to the bad folder to, get to these things and making the apps that you want to be using the tool apps Mm -hmm. as easily accessible as possible. Those things like I want, like I have my macro tracker, one of the easiest things to do on my phone. I have Mm -hmm. my personal finance, one of the easiest things to do on my phone. Yeah. I think what is on someone's homepage says a lot about them. (laughs) You should take screenshots of our home screens and like share them in the description or something. Also, I don't know if you knew this, but You Need a Budget, which is the budgeting app that we both use, yeah. has a complication for the Apple Watch. Oh, So, sick. like, if you're walking around and you're in a grocery store and you need to know, like, do I have enough money for a steak tonight? You can, like, check super easily without having to take your phone out. Very cool. So, I love that. Mm-hmm. I will I will uh, add that to my complications. I yeah. love that they're called complications. <laughs> well, that's, like, a watch term. Is it? Yeah, like, in old-fashioned watches when you can, like, see the date behind the display that's called a complication because it makes the internal part more complicated. It just sounds funny. Yeah, it sounds hilarious. Those Swedish, Swiss people? Yeah. Those Swiss people don't know anything. Those Swices. Those Swicers. (laughs) We just got shadow banned on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I need to shut the heck up. (laughs) You need a budget. Jeez, Louise, yeah. Uh, calm your complications, kids. Um, anything else? I think that's that's pretty much all I had to say about cell phones. It's, uh, yeah, just use them intentionally. They're great tools, but I don't know. I get. I bet the kids who are like grew up with cell phones. When did you first get a cell phone? Nine, actually, because uh, my parents were divorced. Oh, so my dad got me a phone to be able to like you know call more and stuff like that personally. Okay. So I had a phone really young. Okay, and how old were you when you first got social media and started interacting, like, on a daily basis on the internet? On a daily basis? Probably, like, 13, 12. Okay. I wasn't allowed to have social media until I was, like, 12 or 13, I think, until I was Mm -hmm. a teenager. Yeah. And I think that's the law, technically. Facebook won't let you have anything unless you're 13. Oh, really? Same with Instagram, but I'm sure kids do it still. Was that always the case? Mm, I think so because at least when I made a Facebook they they checked to make sure I was 13 I think I might have lied but I also had webkins 
Okay. Before that. Oh, Webkin's. Which was the Webkin's. popping. And Pop Tropica and Club Penguin. Oh my gosh, Fucking I forgot about Pop Tropica. Gang shit. Wow. <laughs> Did you ever play like Mafia Wars or Farmville on Facebook? Uh, those, a little those bit. Stupid Facebook games. A little bit. Not rarely though. I wasn't really into them, but I all my friends would poke me. <laughs> oh yeah, pokes were crazy. I was like level one thousand on Farmville. I, I was it. a Farmville king. Baby. <laughs> Come on. Oh yeah, and that was the the start of my gaming career. Luckily, I've. Uh, I've I think you should get back into it. I think that's your call. Farmville. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a just a city boy out here farming. You you could be like the number one player in the world at Civilizations Rome. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, Civ Five is great. <laughs> oh, there's this game called Factorio. Um, oh, we don't need to get into that. Um, but I was saying that the the kids growing up nowadays, I don't know if it's gonna be good for them, and they're not gonna have a problem with it because they were kind of born into this world, and they're not gonna have to deal with that transition like maybe the generation before us did, mm-hmm. or if it's just gonna be the opposite and they are kind of starting a league behind, you know, growing up with TikTok or whatever, everything is engineered to be as engaging as possible. And right. for a 13 year old who's probably not listening to this conversation, probably is not having these conversations with her friends or his friends. Right. You know, I don't know if that's good or bad for him. That's where it becomes like a very important initiative of informing people of stuff like this, you know, mm-hmm. education. Yeah. Uh, particularly I think one of the most important things we can educate people on or at least have a conversation about is uh, breaking down short-term fulfillment you know destroying that idea destroying Mm -hmm. instant gratification and -hmm. just realizing that it's okay but it's bad for you for the most part and that long-term fulfillment and and less immediate gratification is way more fulfilling Mm mm-hmm and is there any long-term gratification on a phone? I guess that's what gamifying stuff is. They basically give you like little mini short-term gratifications as a way to trick you into doing something that's actually long-term gratification. That's what gra- like gamification is. Yeah. I'm thinking about it. What's a... Hmm. I guess the streaks um, for your Apple Watch is kind of... But like, it's it's kind of short-term too, right? Yeah, but it's it's tricking you into doing something that's long-term gratification by yeah. giving you short-term gratification. I'm trying to think of anything that's just long-term gratification. I mean, maybe reading. I yeah. Don't know. You could read on your phone. <laughs> I don't know. Pocket. Yeah. I guess that kind of is the, the core problem with a lot of the distractions on the phone is that, you know, stuff like Reddit and Twitter, they make money by ads and right. they make more money if you spend more time on their app. So they, you know, design it to be engaging the social dilemma and stuff like that. Yeah. Wow. Um, any other ways that like, do you have any favorite apps that help you besides freedom or any of your favorite productivity apps or anything like that? I have one in mind that I wanted to bring up. Um, just doist, or I think it's called, it's not doist. It's called to doist, but it's owned by doist LLC or something like that. So <laughs> it's kind of confusing. It's okay. called Todoist though, and it's it's just a to-do list without an L. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the best to-do lists I've ever come across and I use it every single day and I love it and I manage my entire week by 
by category. All I can see all the to-dos in my life by category. And I w- use that in um, conjunction with Notion as Notion is sort of like a wiki or sort of like a database of all of my information and projects. And, you know, if you could find something out about me, you could find it on Notion. And Todoist is really nice to just check off. And it makes a mm. nice little sound. Nice. Yeah. I don't use any productivity apps uh, anymore. Uh, I used to use something called Wonderlist for oh, yeah. um, task management back in college. Uh, but now I have a phone app that connects to a file on my Dropbox. And I just uh, edit it manually for my tasks. You have a phone app that connects to your Dropbox? Yeah, kind of. It. I do my task management in this program called Org Mode. And, oh, right. Uh, Org Mode is like a combination of Todoist and uh, Notion, basically. And Org Mode is the uh, Emacs boy? Yeah, it's a program inside of another program called Emacs. Got it. Uh, but yeah, but it's on the <laughs> computer mostly. Um, but it just stores everything in normal computer files. So I just sync that file to my Dropbox, and then I have a phone app that reads it. Uh, and it has a little graphical user interface so you're not like typing in text you can just click the boxes and everything like how usual. cool yeah what's the phone app called Borg. cool yeah for org mode like Borg. and there's a bunch of like front ends for org modes org mode's really cool but that's a whole another conversation yeah yeah uh i kind of want to pull my phone out to just like see what i got over here Gmail, another fantastic app. Gmail. I love Air for my podcast listening. Cause that's spelled weird, right? Yeah, A-I-R-R. Uh, okay. Uh, you can take air quotes, and if you use Readwise, which is a popular thing that a lot of people that use Kindles use, because you can save all your highlights with Readwise, and it'll send them to you in an email every day or every week, depending on what you want. And it'll randomize them so you can kind of just get all the highlights from your books, which is really cool. Air syncs with Readwise as well, and you can take air quotes, that's the whole point of the app, of podcast. And so you can take little nuggets and put those in your email that Readwise sends you as well, which is really nice. Does it transcribe them to text? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They transcribe the text. Nice. Um, Really cool. Uh, AI uh, does the transcription. Okay, cool. So pretty cool. Um, I love having an idea capture, I will say. And then everything else is personal finance and screen time. Oh, do you use the screen time? I do use screen time and I want to see it all the time. I like to have it. And I, oh, I monitor my health too, macros and fitness stuff. Another really important app for me is voice memos because I like to capture ideas quickly. And sometimes it's just quicker to uh, speak for a minute than type for seven uh, if you're taking a written capture, do you just do it in the notes app? Uh, sometimes, but I actually have my idea dump, uh, for notion as a widget. Okay. okay, cool. So I can just click and start typing, but notion has a quite a slow startup on iPhone. So it's a little bit annoying. Oh. And sometimes I'll use the notes app instead. I just use the reminders app, uh, instead of the notes app. Oh, cool. Cause I, I like being able to check them off when they need to go away instead of you know, deleting them backspace and all the yeah. way. Um, th- maybe the notes app is updated and better now. Um, the notes app in the new iOS is going to be so sick. 
Okay. And the new Mac OS, the new iPad OS is going to be so cool. Huh. Very exciting stuff. Yeah. yeah that's I know, it. I know you don't read a lot on your phone. I don't. I hate, I hate using my phone. I'm serious. I hate it. Huh. I hate my phone. I, I like talking to people on it because the camera's better and I can see them like yeah. FaceTime. But yeah, my computer is much more functional for almost every single thing I do on my phone. Hmm. This is just like, just like, this is my mini computer that might help me if I need to do something really quickly, but I'm saving my real work for when I get back home to my computer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's just inconvenient to bring a fucking laptop everywhere. I feel like I bring yeah. a laptop everywhere I go. It's so like, ugh. Yeah. One last thing I'll, um, that I've been doing for a little bit is trying to have a default activity on my phone. So when I mm. like feel myself with the the bored feeling that I want to pull out my phone, yeah, um, I have something on my phone that I can do all the time that's at least a little bit productive and requires effort so it stops me from going down a rabbit hole forever. So I have these articles that I save in an app called Pocket, yeah, which is just like a read later app. Mm-hmm. And whenever I am just like sitting in a waiting room or something um, and I want to be on my phone, I can just read for a little bit instead of, you know, mindlessly doing something else. It's already planned out. Nice. I'm supposed to do that. That's supposed to be my default activity, but I just don't even use my phone like that. I, I actually have been, my default activity when I feel bored is just to be bored. Okay. So I've just been trying to, if I feel like picking up my phone, not pick it up Mm -hmm. and just sit and like look at people or something. Does that work for you? Yeah, but people don't like it. (laughs) I noticed that I'll be like the only one in a room and just kind of looking around and everybody's like down looking at their phone. And I feel like the only one not looking at my phone, but I like it. I like it for sure. And I definitely like not using my phone more. And I'll, do, I'll work on breathing. I talked about this before, but I'll take like deep breaths and I'll fill up my belly and then push it all out mm-hmm. and just work on sinking the breaths in the, be- in the belly. Are you able to consistently stop yourself from getting distracted on your phone most of the time? Or is it when you remember, you know, sometimes you'll sit there and be bored. But if you get on your phone, then it's kind of like, you know, then too late. If I get on the phone, it's it's sometimes too late. Yeah, yeah it's much yeah, I mean, harder. Me too, to be fair. Sometimes. It's much harder if I'm on the phone and then try and put it down. Because mm-hmm. it's so easy just to go to Instagram mm-hmm. and just go to Twitter. What's the most dangerous app for you on your phone? Or I guess in your digital space in general. Because mine is for sure YouTube. Mine's YouTube on my computer. Yeah. For sure. Because YouTube is just such a wormhole on my computer. Mm-hmm. But since I did my cleanse, I've been so much better about it. Yeah. But it's just because I know the the pain <laughs> i was i was like this the life i've been giving up to youtube like i talk about keeping my life energy from my job like youtube stealing it way more than that you mm-hmm. know you know it's it's just frustrating to have your life taken from you i feel like at a certain level yeah. and i feel like these applications do that but youtube definitely on the computer on the phone I'd say like instagram or twitter social media in general yeah. I don't do TikTok because I've tried TikTok like twice and you will get sucked into like an eight hour wormhole, not like 20 minutes <laughs> of teenagers dancing. Dude, it's so like yeah. the content on there is insane. It's like vomit of instant gratification. <laughs> it's instant gratification vomit. 
And that's why it's oh, so popular. Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, that's why everyone loves it. Mm-hmm. It's because it's really great. It's For, so interesting that it's other people making the content. I know. Like, like crowdsourcing content. Yeah, like they, yeah. they figured out how to get people incentivized to get other people to use their app. Right. I don't know. Very cool. It is cool. I'm so burnt. I'm like a lobster. Yeah, like a lobster. <laughs> All right. Um. Uh. Where can they find us on the internet, Jacob? <laughs> Be weird about it. <laughs> you can find us on the internet at livingeverynow.com. And you can find uh, our Twitter and and and, and uh, Instagram at, at Living Every Now, and we also have a Discord that's quite popping. We have twenty three members, not including us, <laughs> not including me and Will. Mm-hmm. Just saying, mm-hmm. so that's twenty five, baby. If you weren't if you weren't counting, because I was. Come join. Come talk. Come share some creative stuff. And, and give some creative feedback. Come, uh, is your goal bot done? I saw you do an update. Uh, yeah, it's good enough. I'll probably release it. There's tons of bugs in it, and <laughs> it only does a few things, but yeah, I'll, I'll release it after this episode. We, goes got, a, out. we got a goal bot on cooked in the, in the oven. It's a bun in the oven. Yeah, you, you enter in a habit you want to start, and you can log your progress publicly so that other people can hold you accountable. Which is, and yeah, we're working on it, which is quite cheeky. If you ask me. All right, I'm cutting you off. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good day, guys. (laughs) Bye.